This is the Chicago Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading this episode of Out Front with AJ and Nick. I am Nick Sarantos, editor-in-chief and uh, host here on the Chicago Podcast Network, joined over the interwebs and Skype by my good buddy, AJ Signeri. AJ, it's been a while. Say hello to the people. Hi! Wow, he went. He got really enthused. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. You can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. And I'll tell you, if you email us, we will respond with loving gratitude for your, I don't know, conversation would be the way to put it. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, get dirty with it, buddy. Get it in there. Oh, uh, wait, I didn't mean to take it that far. Things went things went wrong fast. Um, ladies and gentlemen, today's show is going to be talking. We're going to try to avoid a lot of the Trump stuff and just have a conversation like we used to do in the before time, in the long, long ago, when AJ and I used to have conversations that didn't involve an orange tangerine man uh, running the world into the ground. But I do have to start with the one Trump story that matters the most to me. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a story that broke yesterday showing Donald Thaddeus Trump, our president, committing what can only be referred to as the greatest sin possible in the world of sport. There are rules in sports. There are things that you do, but some of them are ignored. Look, the hard foul in the NBA. Sometimes you just got to knock a dude down. You know, like stepping on a dude's foot in the NFL like Adama Kansu. Dirty, yes. Criminal, possibly, but necessary. Sometimes. In hockey, you got to have a goon punch a dude in the face. In baseball, you know, if you throw at a batter by accident, one of your batters is going to get thrown at in the next uh, bottom of the inning. That's... How it goes, the unwritten rules of sports. But of the unwritten rules of sports, in the written rules of sport, there is one thing you just don't do. You don't drive a goddamn golf cart onto the green. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. I mean, this is a guy who golfs all the time. All the time. Right. He probably has a PGA player on speed dial to either golf with or show him how to play golf. He he golfed <laughs> with Clinton on a regular basis. There's that right. story of how he Donald Trump said Sam, he doesn't know Samuel Jackson and then Samuel Jackson went on like Colbert and was like, "I know him. We went golfing together like several times." Uh, it, it's just but here's my thing with it, AJ. It's it's the perfect example of everything that is wrong with that man, in a way. If you really want to like take it to that level, it's the perfect example of it. Because here is a man who is so oblivious to just what is considered social norms that he drives a golf cart onto a green. I'm willing to bet that most of the people who own iPhones and 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 listen to podcasts are aware of what the green is. But but On the off chance that some of you may not know, there's the tee box. That's where you start a golf hole, okay? Then there's the fairway. That's the kind of short grass in the middle, longer grass on the sides to make you. Your idea is to hit it constantly into the short grass. But on the green, ladies and gentlemen, on the green is where you putt. And how it's laid out is incredibly important. 
And the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, by driving your golf cart there, you're you're just you're not respecting the people who come after you. And that, my friends, is the problem with driving your golf cart on the green. Not to mention that there's not a single person on the planet other than Donald Trump who does it. Not one. Maybe AJ. AJ, here's who does it. Sultans and those rich ass people from Abu Dhabi. Yeah. You know, the ones who buy like apartments for their cats. Right. That that's who I can see doing this. But, but here's the other thing with the the putty green is that that's a very very soft surface. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And for a for a golf cart, a golf cart to drive onto it, you know, you're actually doing more damage to the the actual putting green. You you, you know you can do. Uh, there's a story that goes around here about Glenview and I, it, where I'm from, uh, because obviously I'm from the mean streets of of, of Glenview, AJ, where we don't have bricks. Well, in I've all- seen those mean streets of Glenview. Yo, we don't have bricks in all of our sidewalks, only some. That tells you how rough it is here. So, it's on the other side of the tracks. I'm from the bad side of the tracks in Glenview, to be honest with you. <laughs> Which I guess, which I guess means that I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't use Grey Poupon. I don't know. I'm a French's kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, the 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 story with the greens. So there's a country club. There's several country clubs near where I grew up, but there's a country club called Golf Country Club yeah. um, that is on Golf Road, and it's one of the nicest ones in the area. And the story goes through family members and fr- and friends of family members. That a group of young hooligans in the late 70s, who will, again, remain nameless, um, drove their cars onto the golf course because they were drinking because this was a different time and did somewhere in the neighborhood of $40,000 to the golf course just by driving and doing donuts on a green. No. Yeah. $40,000 worth of damage? I, that's what I we got to remember. It's the 70s. But still, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It could have been more than that. The story that, that that's just the number that I'm pulling out. It was an extensive amount of damage. It was a felonies amount worth of damage that to this day uh, <laughs> they, they talk about with with great fondness for some reason. Well, I like that accounting term you use the felonies worth of. damage. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to get a felony, you have to commit a certain amount of property damage. I guess. <laughs> So that's I, but the, 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 that's driving on a green, just taking that away from it. Like if you have a, a foursome behind you and you were to drive your golf cart up onto the green, it's it's just screws up your game. But more importantly, it's just you just I cannot stress this enough, ladies and gentlemen. You just don't do that. You don't do it unless you're Donald Thaddeus Trump, the president of the United States, in which case, yeah, fuck, fuck it. I'm going to drive my golf cart up onto the green because I'm an ass. I just well, not only that, but isn't it like that particular golf course, the same one that the um, women's circuit is using here soon? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, you can get into that. Look, I'm sorry. Is your point that Donald Trump is a sexist? I'm sorry, President well, Donald Trump is, is that, that Donald? You know, he's he's fucking up a putty green for a major tournament coming up. I, look, we, I live in Chicago, man. I'm a Bears fan. We we let soccer play on the Saturday before the Bears have a home game and then wonder why our grass is shit. Also, we let our grass be maintained not by a private company, but by the Chicago Park District, which, again, is why our grass is always shit. Is it really? Yeah, you didn't know that? 
I didn't know that part. Yeah, the reason why Chicago Bears grass is, is like sometimes painted green. Like, have you ever noticed when your beloved Packers play the Bears in Soldier Field that sometimes their jerseys get this unnatural shade of green on the numbers? Yeah. That's because we spray paint our grass because it's brown. But I didn't know it was ran by the park district. Yes, the city's park district runs it because it's a city-owned building. So by law, it has to be done by the park district, which means it has to be done by union, which means they're not allowed to hire Roger Bossert, who does the grass for the White Sox. He's also Mm -hmm. in charge of all of the grass for all of Major League. So, like, when Major League Baseball builds a new stadium, the guy who comes in is Roger Bossert. He has a nickname. It's the Sod Father. Like, that's what he does for a living, and he lives in our town. He lives in, I think, somewhere up near me. I think he's actually in Indian Ridge, which is like a little subdevelopment near me. And he's he's offered several times to go and do it for the Bears, but they won't like union rules. He's not allowed to. Interesting. That's why in the playoffs the Bears grass is always brown. So this, ladies and gentlemen, has been Donald Trump ruins greens and Chicago Park District history with your host Nick Serranos. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. The other thing that uh, we wanted to get to today, ladies and gentlemen, was AJ wanted to bring this one up, and I think we're going to have a nice long talk about it because I imagine we're going to start fighting soon. Johnny McEnroe, Johnny Mac, the angry tennis player, uh, went on an NPR show, was being interviewed, and uh, was asked a question about Serena Williams. He referred to her, I think this, the woman asked, who was hosting on NPR, I'm sorry, I don't remember the reporter's name, it's a, she's on NPR, so it's a three, it's a three name, <laughs> name. Because she's on NPR, she has a three she has three names. There is not a single person, man or woman, who works for that station who doesn't introduce themselves usually by three names if they're a host. <laughs> and the middle name is always something kind of weird. Well, this person is Garcia Navarro. Okay, well, that's a nice one. That's fine. <laughs> Come on, man. The NPR thing is they are what they are. It's fine. <laughs> so Johnny Mac goes on uh, on this show and he's being he's on a book tour we cannot stress this enough he's 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 going around talking about his new book uh uh i think uh now seriously or something like that his last book was called why so serious which yeah. is creepy as hell and then this one is but seriously uh, is, is the name of the book and he's you know going around doing his you, you guys have seen it uh, celebrity writes a book they go on all the talk shows whatever so he's on npr you know the last bastion of people who actually read books and she she asks him a question about Serena Williams, and he he says, you know, she's the best woman uh, women's tennis player of all time. She says, why do you qualify it as a, a you know women's tennis player? Why isn't she just the best tennis player? At which point, Johnny Mac says, well, then we're talking about something different. If she was on the men's circuit, she'd be ranked something like seven hundredth. But that doesn't, and then he does say like that doesn't take anything away from her. She's the best women's tennis player of all time. That's just what he's saying that. And then it got blown up by social media. Johnny Max is sexist. And look, I told you what happened. If you live on the internet, you know what happened next. Whether you're for or against or whatever would happen, you know. We know how these things now play out. The only difference is Johnny McEnroe does not apologize on either Colbert or on The View, goes on both shows and defends what he said, in my opinion, to his credit. AJ, you are the tennis coach. You are the tennis player. You are the man who wanted to talk about this. I have set the table for you in the best way that I know how. My friend, dine. But I think also in that interview, um, 
you know, they asked him, you know, regardless of gender, where would, you know, Serena be ranked? And he said 700. There's like two problems I have with, with the entire line of answer that Johnny Mac provided. <clears throat> One, regardless of gender, so there there are some people above Serena that I feel that she could be man or woman. Um because I, I have an idea where McEnroe's mind frame would be when it comes to men or women. Um, I mean, I think she can beat a Steffi Graf. I think she can beat a Martina Navratilova. I think she can a Monica Seles, a Lindsay, Lindsay Davenport, even some of the newer um, women on the WTA, the Women's Tennis Association circuit. Um, and she's proven that and everything. Um, there's even some men who I think you know she could beat um chile um chile from brazil's an example um yudas Nautola from Morocco. she goes from 700 to maybe top 300 maybe 200 in my book but the other factor is this at what point in a player's peak performance because Serena Williams can't beat a Pete Sampras at his highest. Serena Williams can't beat a Steffi Graf at her highest. Well, no, you know? okay, okay, but that's, I mean, look, if we're going, that that's the GOAT conversation, though, right? Like, oh, God, it's so good to talk about sports and not the orange man. Okay, <laughs> so here's the thing. But look, you're talking eras, right? So, in my opinion, the 1996-1997 Chicago Bulls are the greatest basketball team of all time. That's the team that won 72 and 10, won the title against the SuperSonics in six games. Sean Kemp, I believe, impregnated 400 women that during that series because that's what Sean Kemp does. And look, hey, you ever want to entertain yourself? Look up number of unclaimed. I I don't even know what you call it. Baby mamas that Sean Kemp has. It's the number is staggering. The only thing about era arguments, though, is you go who at the height at their height is whatever. Right. You know, look the ninety five, the ninety six, ninety seven Bulls play against this year's champions, the the Golden State Warriors. Who wins? I don't know. Uh, probably Jordan's Bulls, but that's because Michael Jordan is a singular thing. Is, is, a, is a tour de force also, it's a less physical league than it was then. But if we're going on the less physical thing, does the 96-97 Bulls beat the Sonics the, or the Celtics of the late 80s who, like, beat people up because Jordan couldn't beat those guys when he was on that team? You see, it, it's just the era argument is, is different. But let's assume for the sake of this discussion, we're talking all tennis players exist in a video game, basically, where they are all at their prime. You ever play Fight Night back in the all, day? All the players. All players. Anyone who's, ever, anyone who's ever played tennis professionally is in the middle of the best year of their career. Then so, I would say yes to 700. May, well, maybe 500. Okay, so now we're getting – this is the thing because I'm uncomfortable talking about this for one reason. We are two men talking about a woman in, in a sport. The only thing we have going for us is that you've played that sport. So now I'm going to treat you more like a guest than a co-host and simply say, AJ – is there a significant difference in serving speed and in uh, the power and, and speed of a tennis player between men and women? No. Okay. It's, a, it's the same physics. Okay, but can a woman 
uh, what's what's the average speed of a tennis serve versus men and women? Is there a significant on, on the pro tour? I mean, you may get probably between low ninety. Well, you're probably between mid eighties to like mid nineties on for the men. Women, you might go a little lower, maybe like sixties. 70s you you may get the occasional like serena williams will probably hit an 80 mile an hour serve no problem okay but does the worst men's player hit around an 80 mile an hour serve the worst player probably you know again i mean if they are you know still playing challenger circuits leading up to whatever tournament they're going up like, to like there's yeah the, I mean, there's the bottom I mean, range. I, mean, I mean at my highest i was serving around 85 miles an hour okay so here, here, here's my question for you then, because I know, as as the as the right wing websites would call you, AJ, you're you're a social justice warrior. So, does do you find McEnroe's comments sexist? Um, no, because I mean, I've 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 grown up with McEnroe. Um. I mean, I've always looked up to him, and I've always followed every interview he's had, every book he's written. So, I mean, I feel like I have a little bit of an insight to McEnroe outside of actually playing with him, right? So, I never looked at him as sexist. I think he's a little naive as to what he feels is a good player. Yeah, I mean, that's Um, that's different than... That's different than what we're talking about here because the allegation against him right now is he's a sexist, right? But I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't think I don't think he's a sexist. I think he's a little bit more naive in his own little world on what a good player is and everything. Because I mean, I mean, an example of that is going back to when he played Davis Cup when Arthur Ashe was his captain, and Arthur Ashe wanted to do everything by statistics, and McEnroe didn't. And even to this day, he doesn't go by statistics. You know, it goes by feel. It goes by that's how you play and everything. He's tennis's so, Hawk Harrelson. McEnroe's a whole different animal when it comes to that kind of for his athleticism and everything. But uh, so, because this is a conversation I had with a buddy of mine actually a couple of weeks ago at a party. We were talking about this, and I said there are some sports where I don't understand why women aren't allowed to play with men. The best example to me is is tennis. I, I don't understand why there isn't why the pro tour isn't mixed. It can, can women not hang with men on the tennis court? Is what I'm basically. No, I'm, oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely, they can. I mean, uh, can I've I, seen women all the time like spar with guys all the time. I'm all my players play juniors. I'm talking like uh, eleven through seventeen and young and and uh, pros. I've co- t- coached and they all can hang with each other. Okay, so if Serena Williams were to play. I'm sorry, if Federer right now, uh, yeah, if you, yeah, I mean uh, that would probably be an equal match. You think it okay? Because McEnroe and Ser- Serena Williams, too, to her credit, not her credit, the, the, being honest about this, in an interview said that she doesn't think she could win in the men's circuit. That they serve faster. That it's a completely different game. That she's it. It, it wouldn't. Bet, she would not play well in the men's circuit. She well, has I'm, said that. So I mean, part of that is this. I mean. Guys do serve stronger than women. That is a fact. Um, But the only difference is, is the anatomy of women and men. All right. 
Um, women have to deal with certain things. I mean, they have their chest size is different from men, obviously. Their hips are different from men, obviously. Um, more often than not, and a lot of people don't know this, women are less prone to get ACL tears than men are. No, I've actually, yeah, that's I've heard that before, actually, from you know, yeah, be, because of how they're, you know, the physiology and anatomy is made up and everything. So there are differences. The, the only reason I'm asking, women. so like tennis to me is a sport where if the pro tour was mixed, you'd have the that that's equality. The only thing to me is, and this is the this is the issue because this is where we get into my more conservative beliefs on some of this stuff. When women were starting, which I don't care that whether or not, look, if you want to be a woman who is a Navy SEAL, what's the the movie with Demi Moore? Um, 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 um. G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane, right? And and she goes and she goes through Ranger. I think she's doing SEAL training or Ranger training, one of the two. And they talk about how, you know, she has to do everything that the men can do. If, if you can do everything that the men can do, then I got no problem with you being it. It's when I start hearing those stories of we're changing the weight requirements for tryouts so that, you know, more women can qualify. That bothers me because if you're a soldier or you're a firefighter, you need to be able to list. The, the number that they pick isn't arbitrary. They pick it because it's how much a person weighs and you need to be able to carry that person out. When you start changing stuff to supposedly make stuff more equal as far as stuff that actually matters, that's when I have a problem. So if, if a woman could beat – here's a great example. I don't know that a lot of women would ever be able to play in the NFL, Right. They just right. wouldn't, just based on, like you're saying, biology and everything. But there are some women I've seen who could play in the NFL. You know, Leslie Jones, if she had wanted to, could have probably played football. She's got a, a, she's a bigger woman. China from the old WWF could have done it. You know, Nicole Bass from the WWF, any of the women from the WWF who weren't sexy, could have probably done it if they had wanted to, if they had really worked for it and built their bodies up and were able to hang. Because, again, playing in the NFL is not a fun job, and you need to work your ass off to do it no matter who you are. If you can hang with what's going on, then I got no problem with it. It's that stuff where you start going, well, if, if women were playing men in tennis, they'd have to make certain concessions to make it more equal. Well, no, then they're not the same. So... I don't have a problem with what McEnroe said. If he said if she, I mean, look, saying she's seven hundred. Also, I think this. I also think Johnny McEnroe is trying to sell a goddamn book, and you know he comes from the Trump school of controversy creates cash. So he's just saying. I also think he knew exactly what he was saying when he did it. He didn't expect the big fallout. But what thing? I think I think he picked an arbitrary number. Yeah, that's the thing. I really think so because I mean. I mean, because I really had to think about when he said that. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, 700, and like you said earlier, I mean, if if it was like every single player at their prime, you know, yeah. of all time, um, then there's a lot of questions that, that need to be answered. Right, but if you're saying like right now in the world, it, you know, all tennis players ever, no. I don't even know. Are there 700 pro tennis players, by the way? Like, I don't even know. Oh, of course there are. Okay, I, I mean, I was, I was ranked 1,430 in the world. Really? Out of 5,000, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I didn't know that. Ranking is cool. So yeah, I mean. All right, I so mean, so like here's so the I'm thing. In your prime, like, in your prime, let's 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 do this. This is more fun for me. In your prime, yeah. your your absolute best physical condition, yeah. you play Serena Williams. Yeah. 1 month pregnant. Who wins? Well, she would. By a lot. Like, do you think you even score a point on her? 
Um, no. Um, oh, that's awesome. No, I'm proud no, of you. No, 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 no I am reality. proud of. I am proud of you for being realistic. Because um, and if I did, but but it's the thing. I mean, but you said pregnant, so I have to give her the benefit of doubt, saying yeah, she would like beat me. Yeah, like and if, uh, or point off her. But I'm only saying that because she's pregnant right now. But like, right. if she weren't pregnant, if she was in I'd her physical prime, if it was four years, point. four years ago, she's in her, she's in that period where she was winning grand slams every year. I might get one offer, and if I do get one offer, it's probably because I'm really like being a bastard about it, or or like you're like fighting with the ref about it and shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Because I've because you know, um, but but here's the other thing with tennis. Even though tennis may come across as an equal opportunity sport, a lot of people just also don't understand that there's different strategies to tennis. Yeah, well, there's like a punch. Like, an aggressive baseline. What? Well, there's like a punch-counterpunch thing with tennis. That's why that uh, Federer, what was the Federer and... Um, Nadal? Uh, Nadal, that, the one match that they had that went like six hours or whatever it was. The the it, yeah um, yeah I mean there's like you know there's like you know you can have a, a counter punch game, um, your aggressive baseliner was Serena Williams and her sister Venus's, um, you can be someone like me who's considered Sir Volier, um, but the, I mean there's a whole different things and you know of again all time, you know the men and women players at their prime now, um, again Serena Williams can't beat a Pete Sampras the way. He played as prime, and he's a better serves volleyer. I don't think she could beat um, a Gabriela Sabatini from Argentina. Um, I don't think she could beat. Um, You're a damn tennis nerd. Um, I don't think she could beat a uh, Andre Agassi at his best, and at his best when he came back in the late nineties. Well, let's let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. The best players of all time are are in their prime. You make a list. Where does the first woman even appear? The first woman appear? Yeah. Probably in the top 15. Okay. And then that person is Serena Williams. Probably. Okay. I mean, again, I mean, if I sat down and really thought about this, then it might be a different answer. But right now, yes. And I'm not saying that's a safe answer because, I mean, but there's a lot of factors involved for tennis, you know. Um, and again, are we playing? Are we playing them on a hard court, clay court, grass court, carpet court? Are we playing three out of five sets? Are we playing two out of three sets? I mean, these are things that people outside of tennis don't know. And that's the other problem is John McEnroe says this and people get an uproar about it, but they don't know a damn thing about tennis. Everybody knows about basketball, baseball, football, maybe hockey, but they don't know sports like tennis where there's multiple factors involved. You know, so if someone tells me, you know, can I beat a Bob Bryant who I've played before? Um, I was like, he can't beat me on a hard court, but I can beat him on a hard clay court, probably. You know what I'm saying? No, I, mean, I do. I like, do. I do. I it's... mean, it's, it's like even like football. Can the best football team play on an astroturf football field or a natural grass football field? 
I, I, so that's a big difference too. No, I mean, look, that, that that's like saying can because then you start getting into like who's the greatest athlete of all time? Like, what are the conditions? What are we? What are we arguing here? To me, it's always been, uh, you know, I, I always say the greatest running, the, the greatest athletes in the world are NFL running backs simply because they'd be the easiest to transition to any other sport in the world and be able to succeed at it. But right. but. If you're saying who's the greatest athlete ever at their sport, then the answer is not even a. It, there's no to me. There's not even a question. The answer to that is not Michael Jordan. It's not Muhammad Ali. It's Wayne Gretzky because Wayne Gretzky right. has more, pat, more assists than everyone else has goals. So right. And 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 the other thing is that when you know when someone tells me, well, it, you know they do know about tennis. I'm like, here's the one thing I know, people don't know about tennis. You go to any Foot Locker, Dunham Sports, whatever, and you want actual tennis shoes, they're not going to carry it <laughs> or don't know a damn thing what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Because you go to, you go to a Foot Locker. I've owned tennis shoes. Are you saying that my tennis shoes are not tennis shoes? No, they're not. Do, do you have a herringbone sole? I, 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 exactly. don't, I don't feel that you we need to discuss my thing. soul. I mean, my, my soul, I mean, it's hairy because I'm Greek, but boned? I mean, my mom, my, mom, my, mom says I, my mom says I'm not fat, she says I'm big boned. <laughs> so we've broken down, ladies and gentlemen. We've, we've, we've gone off the deep end. The, 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 the reason I also bring up the, the tennis thing and I'm fascinated with it is, going back to what I was saying before, there are sports that women could play with men. I, I really am... Like here's the best example to me. More than any other sport, do you know what sport should allow women to play? What sport women should be played in? With in in in, in the pros. Do you know what it is? Because it's a, it's a simple answer once you think about it. The answer is baseball. Why aren't women allowed to play major league baseball? Someone please answer that to me. You cannot tell me that in all of the world there's not a woman who can throw 95 with accuracy. You just you can't. That to me is the all like that's when people talk about sexism in sports. I, look, I'll, I'll fight but, for Johnny. But, but that's a good point though because I've often wondered, and no one has really given me a good answer. And I'm talking like baseball enthusiasts, you know, that why was there a very very short period that there was a professional women's baseball league, and then it stopped and never got picked up again. And the women, supposedly by league of their own, played actual baseball and not softball. Yeah, and that, so I, I, that yeah, and I've never understood why women play softball in high school and don't play baseball. Like if I was right. if I if I, I remember I I remember talking to to one of the girls who I grew up with, and I've, I've talked to her about it since, and and she defends softball. She's like, I prefer softball to baseball. And I said, yes, because that was the only choice you ever had. To me, there's a great, uh, I'll reference one of my favorite websites here, crack.com. They had a really cool piece up once where they were talking about how bad Star Wars is for women, because they, and they set it up like this. Who did you want to be when you were watching Star Wars? And like the, all the guys go like, oh, I wanted to be Han Solo. I wanted to be, you know, Luke Skywalker. I wanted to be Darth Vader. And by the way, if a guy ever answers, I want to be Darth Vader, stop being friends with that person. Um, she then they look at the one of the women on staff and go, who did you want to be? She goes, and he goes, but you can't be Princess Leia. Then there's no answer, right? So in in the line from American President in the uh, 
in the desert you'll drink the sand just because you think it's water. Like, women should be able to play baseball. And, again, they should be able to play in the NFL, too, if they can do it, if they want to. I would not want to play in the NFL. I, as I, that's the one thing I've learned watching the show Hard Knocks, AJ. I don't want it, even for the money. Even, even if you offer me the money that they make, I wouldn't do it. You couldn't pay me to play in the NFL. Really? Dude, you couldn't. Those dudes make 5 to $10 million a year, you know, if you're middle-of-the-road player, and it ain't worth it for, like, the amount of work you got to put in between going to the gym, going to meetings, going to, you know, learning the play. Have you ever seen an NFL playbook? But it would I, depend on the position too, right? It doesn't. No, you have to know every inch of the playbook. You're tested on it, man. But no, but no, like no, that part I understand. I'm talking about the position that you actually play, because I think it's much harder for a linesman than physically, it would be a safety. Phys- physically, yeah, but mentally, no. That's what I'm saying, yeah, but physically, it's harder to be a lineman. But mentally, I look as a dude who played line, I'd rather be on the line than have to learn where I need to be. Ooh, to- not me as a, in the pros. Mm-mm. I've done defensive line. Much it, rather be in the back. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I guess. Yeah, I, as my thing always was like, look, I, I've I've been fat my whole life, so I've never given thought to being anything other than a lineman. AJ, I, well, I'm ne- just, I mean, I mean, I've been big myself, and and I'll and I'll say I, I'm very proud of being a decent defensive man, defensive lineman, you know. But well, you had a forward thinking coach up I, and up and up. Um, every coach looked at me and went, and I'm like, mm, I want to be in the back. <laughs> AJ, this will tell you about my body type my whole life. Every coach always looked at me and went, "Yep, offensive guard." So anyone who played football growing up, you know what that means. means yeah, my, I mean, my coach said, you know, either you can do defensive line or linebacker. Linebacker's fun. Linebacker's it, the most it, fun position in football. It is, but I want to be nose tackle. Outside linebacker's fun. Middle linebacker's like being a quarterback, and it's too much work. Like, outside <laughs> right. linebacker's what you want to be. Do I go line inside or outside of the tackle? And should I go in towards – should I go kill the guy with the ball or should I go stop the other guy from catching the ball? Right. Please tell me which one I should go do now, Coach. Okay, Coach. You want the ball? I'll get you the ball. A little replacements reference for everybody. Yeah, it's an obscure Keanu Reeves movie. I don't all care. All I wanted was Reggie White's number. That's all I wanted. I wanted the fridge. Really? My dad's number was 72, so I didn't think of it. Like, whenever he was like, you should get number 72, it was my number. So it's also the fridge's number, and I'm fat, and people are going to know that. He's like, you should get 72. These are the bands of our existence, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> getting back to the sports thing, though, I, I we it's it's been it's been a weird few months here, also because I didn't. By the way, I never got a chance to ask you. Did you check out any of the NBA Finals, the 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 rematch between these two teams? Did you see any of it? No, you should have, man. It was a hell of a series. Like despite the fact that it ended only in five, like there was a lot of fun drama with it. I've I've been enjoying. Uh, the NBA the last few years because it's more like pro wrestling now than it is uh, the NBA that I grew up with. It's literally like, oh, no, this guy betrayed this group of people and has now moved on to another franchise and is coming. Until someone walks down out of the locker room with their entrance song interrupting the game, that's not the same as pro wrestling. The Cleveland Cavaliers entered the arena last year to the Undertaker's theme music when they were down three to one, and then. So I mean, someone like the game plays, and someone from another team comes out of nowhere. It wouldn't be someone from another team; it'd be Metal World Peace <laughs> and the Worm. <laughs> Can we talk about that before we end the show? Eh? Let's 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 what, talk. What let's, about Meta? Let's talk. No, let's talk some Dennis Rodman. 
Why? Because Dennis Rodman got a kid out of North Korea who had brain damage and died. That that happened. He didn't kill the kid. He didn't kill who Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I didn't think the worm did it. No, the worm didn't kill anybody. He <laughs> he merely facilitated the release of a guy who'd he been didn't in a facilitate anything. You don't think that it was because of the worm? See, because I'm no. starting to think. Because here's my conspiracy theory that I've decided. This is my Alex Jones moment. I, I damn it, AJ. They're they're sending him over there, and I don't know why my Alex Jones is Vince McMahon, but it is. I was just saying, <laughs> what's going on here? You're fired. No. But you know why he went the first time, right? For, well, money. Vice News sent him over there. Yeah, to do the, uh, what did they end up calling that documentary? The Big Bang in Pyongyang? Something like that, because they were using Dennis Rodman as a Trojan horse to essentially infiltrate into North Korea. (laughs) For what, HPV? What? I'm sorry, you're like, they're using him as a Trojan horse. I'm like, for what, HPV? Right, right. But, (laughs) no, like. You know, he had his little basketball thing, and they they set it up so, like, Dennis Rodman was going to be an ambassador and look at the North Korean basketball team and conduct clinics and everything to the North Korean national team while Vice News was trying to film what North Korea looked like. Yeah. And trying to get interviews. And they've taken, like, you know, snapshots of, like, Kim Jong-un and things they've gone to with Dennis Rodman. So that was the first time Dennis Rodman went was because Vice News paid him to do it, right? Now, this other time, I thought it was just fucking bullshit. (laughs) I'm telling you, it was to get the kid out. That's what it was for. Dennis Rodman, see, because here's the thing they used to say about Rodman when I was a Rodman fan, the three years that I was. He... Just three years? Uh, yeah, when he was with the Bulls. I've always been with him since the Pistons. I'm sorry. I grew up a Bulls fan, which means there are three things that I hated. I'm sorry. I grew up with an actual Chicago guy who played in Detroit. Oh, motherfucker. Is this going to happen? Are we going about to throw down over Isaiah or there, Michael? There's, there's, there's nothing is that to throw what down. This, this is what's there's about to happen? Genius. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you arguing that Isaiah Thomas should be there's more... No, there's bo- nothing to argue about. It's called facts. It's not called facts, you son of a bitch. It's called one dude was a cheating douchebag who played for the most evil what? franchise in the history of the NBA versus God. I don't, know who you're talk- I don't know who you're talking about, but that's not Isaiah. Isaiah was a dirty bastard. No, he wasn't. Isaiah walked off the court when the Bulls beat him in the playoffs and didn't oh, shake hands. That's Yeah, I would, too. No, you wouldn't. I know you. <laughs> you have class. Oh, you Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas's best friend was sports. Bill Lambeer. End of story. What about Bill Lambeer? Bill Lambeer, the, the, the member of the greatest Sports Illustrated cover I have ever seen. Do you know about Bill Lambeer Sports Illustrated? I have it. It's oh. at my house. I, I've kept it for thirty years. Do you know well, what it is? What's, what's time? The the there's only one that matters, man. <laughs> no, seriously, there's only one that matters. Hold on, I gotta find it because I want to get the wording exactly right. It's here it is. So I guess you're right. He was on there twice. He was on once with the one. The other one is from the one the Pistons won, and he was just in the picture. Right. The other one is this. I still have this. It is 
Pardon me, Raph. So here's the cover, ladies and gentlemen. It's Bill Lambeer of the Detroit Pistons. If you don't know who he is, you're lucky. That means you didn't experience the dark time. the greatest time. center of oh, all I time. I hate you so much. You're just doing this to piss me off, and I don't care. <laughs> I don't care because it's still pissing it me off. It goes Bill Lambeer, then Bill Russell. Oh, my God. You need to die. So... <laughs> First of all, first of all, this this is from this is from 1992. This Sports Illustrated, okay, and I, and I want you to know that this is this is the, the top line. Trailblazers figure to win it all. They don't. They get to the NBA Finals and then they run into well God, and God says, "No, not today. I'm taking my title back to Chicago." And this is the cover. It's a picture of Bill Lamb. Isaiah said what? That's what Isaiah said. Isaiah is not God. Oh, I'm sorry. Michael Jordan is God. Don't if, don't insult yourself. If that's if that's your reality, it's not my reality. It's fact, brother. <laughs> brother, I'll tell you something, man. So anyway, let me tell you what's on the cover because it's the greatest thing of all time. It's it's Bill Lambeer. He looks very confused. He's got his hands like pulling his hair out, and he's looking right into the camera, and it just it it gets. This is the coverage. I'm not kidding. He goes, pardon me, ref. I'm Bill Lambeer, and I'm just wondering, and in big letters across the bottom, what foul? Yeah. It's the it's it's my favorite of all time because it's like, yeah, I'm a dirty bastard, and I'll even joke about it on the cover of Sports Illustrated because I'm a son of a bitch. Let me explain something to you, AJ, about the Detroit Pistons. Okay, let me just let me just explain this to you in a way that you'll understand. Uh, I never hated the Lakers because they had magic, and you got to love magic. He had that smile. I didn't hate mm-hmm. the Trailblazers because, let's face it, they don't count. Uh, I didn't care about the Phoenix Suns because Charles Barkley at that point had no knees. Supersonics, look, Sean Kemp was getting everyone under the sun pregnant, but who gives a shit? And then there was the Utah Jazz, which, sure, they're from a nice Mormon community, but, you know, fuck them. And then, then there's the Detroit Pistons, the evil Evil Detroit Pistons, who have a documentary about them. Do you know what it's called? Bad Boys of Detroit. They're, it's called the Bad Boy Pistons because they were what? bad. They were bad people who did bad things and treated people like shit and then wonder why they have no legacy of any importance because, yeah, they won the title two years in a row, and then then God showed up and went, I'll make everyone forget about you, except as the stepping stone to my career. You know who they are? You want to know who they really are? They are... I can't even remember his name, who Hulk Hogan beat before he beat the Iron Sheik. Isn't that a shame? Andre the Giant? No. Hulk Hogan won his, the Iron Sheik? Hulk Hogan won his first title from the Iron Sheik in Madison Square Garden before WrestleMania. Hogan right. was the champ going into the first WrestleMania. Hogan also beat Barry Windham, who cares, and, uh, oh, man, I can't remember the guy's name. You know, he wears the bow tie. No, he, you know, he wears the bow tie. He's he's uh, Bill something, Bobby something. Not Bobby Heenan, but Bill. Well, it doesn't matter. Oh, Bill Brad. Um, not Bradford. Is it Bradford? No, no, um, no, 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 no. With the chicken wing crossface move. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With the chicken wing, with the chicken wing yeah. crossface. Yeah, that's exactly. There we go. That that that's that's who the Detroit Pistons are. Twenty years from now, no Bob one will Backlund? care. Bob Backlund. The Detroit Pistons are the Bob Backlund of NBA history. Yeah, you had a nice run. You won the title, but then Hulk Hogan showed up, and what you did didn't matter anymore. The Detroit Pistons is like Randy Orton. 
The Detroit Pistons. Okay, no. That's not how this yes. works. That's not how this works. Based on the rules that we've set in this conversation already, <laughs> we're talking 80s wrestling. You don't get to bring in modern wrestling because if we're going to bring in modern wrestling, then it doesn't matter. Fine. So they're, who did you say they were? If they're in Randy my, Orton. They're Randy Orton. Fine. You know who the Bulls are? Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's fine. But at least Stunners all day and championships all night. And then weed in the hotel. So much weed. Just so much weed. And women. See, that's the thing. I don't want to play in the NFL. I want to be in the NBA. Didn't you want to? Like, like, like you said you'd want to be in the NFL. You could play in any sport professionally. NFL would be your choice? Fuck no. Baseball? or the Really, baseball. I'd love to be a starting right fielder in the major leagues. It's like maybe three times a game I have to do something important. If, if there was any pro anything outside of tennis that I would play, it uh, honestly... Like, if you could have your it, choice, you know what I mean? Obviously, God-given talent and hard work actually determine these things. But we're saying if you could, like, a genie popped out of a bottle and said you can be a pro athlete, you know, any, anywhere you want, what would you do? Honestly, goodness, it would be hockey. Ooh, nice. That's a good call. See, my thing because, with... uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I, I've always liked hockey, and, you know, doesn't matter what decade, there was always, like, multiple good teams to go up against. Well, I mean, yeah, the NHL is great. I mean, I always wanted to play. I, I played hockey growing up, so, like, I, I, I love the idea. It's just that I, it, it's like football. Like, again, I'm, I'm applying my lazy behavior to being a pro athlete. So I'm like, what is the path of least resistance? Because truthfully, being older now, I say this all the time to my dad. I'm like, you screwed up. Had me playing baseball. Had me playing hockey, playing football. What you should have done is locked my ass on a golf course every weekend and forced me to play. Because I could be making a very nice living now on the nationwide tour, which is not the PGA tour. It's the one underneath that. Well, it's funny you say that in a way. And a lot of people don't know this to this day. So Rafael Nadal yeah. is not really left-handed. I've heard this before. Yeah. His uncle actually taught him to play left-handed because there's not that many left-handed tennis players in tennis. So, and it's also a threat to right-handed players. So and it made him stand out. Yes, that's and awesome. So when a lot of people are like, "What's wrong with gonna Nadal?" Tie this hand. He's not. He's not a right-handed because if you if you actually play your non-dominant hand, you're gonna swing the way Nadal swings. You know, uh, sort of like the thing in Rocky where he in Rocky two, he ties his one hand to his shoulder yes. and learn to throw with your right rack. Because then he's going to think he's going to be fighting a southpaw. And then you're going to come at him. And you're going to hit him with the right. And you're going to take him out, Rock. That, that thing? Exactly. Here's the funny thing. Do you know why that happens in the plot? No. Because Stallone threw his shoulder out. And he couldn't throw punches with his left hand at that point. So they literally had to throw. And so like the, that became the plot of the movie. It's him learning to punch with his right. Because he had just had sol- uh, shoulder surgery. That's interesting. Isn't that cool? It's right up there with the Harrison Ford dysentery thing with the gun. You know what's even more interesting? What's that? Bill Lambeer is better than Wilt Chamberlain. You're a son of a bitch. You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> and this show's over now. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much. More rebounds than Wilt Chamberlain.
More points. Rebounds, not points. Who cares? Rebounds. Who cares? You're saying that you'd re- you're starting an NBA franchise tomorrow. You want Bill Lambeer over Wilt Chamberlain? Don't yeah. say yes to that because. You are so full of shit. That that's so transparent. If you're gonna do a bit where you're trying to piss me off, well, no, of course not. And then you can kind of play with it a little bit. But just saying yes, everyone knows that you're full of shit. Wilt Chamberlain, he's Wilt Chamberlain. He literally was at the top of his head, hit the bottom of the rim. You just throw things at him, and he puts it into the net. That's nice. It's nice. Magic Johnson and Wilt Chamberlain. So before I go, I'll tell you this. Just That'll be f- my team, Magic Johnson with Bill Lambeer. Oh, my. So I did this thing. I've got NBA 2K16. <laughs> I like how you kind of like somewhat deflected that. Uh, no, nah, because I just want to get to this before we end. I, I wanted to tell you this anyway. So I've got NBA 2K16, and I yeah. recently learned that you can go online and like download rosters that people have made Yeah. and like upload them to your game. So the one that I downloaded is called the GOAT roster, and on the GOAT roster, it's Every single team's best possible starting five from their history. So the the first, you know, so so the starting five and the point guard, shooting guard, second five, right? Point guard, shooting guard, wow. small forward, uh, power forward, center. So like the Bulls, here's the Bulls starting five in that scenario. Uh, Derrick Rose is your point guard. Michael Jordan's your shooting guard. Scottie Pippen's your power forward. Dennis mm-hmm. Rodman's your small forward. Artis Gilmore is your center. Okay, I don't, it's okay that you don't know who Artis Gilmore is. That's really? fine. Him is really there? Yeah, that's who they've got, because they mainly because of his height. Then, okay. so the Bulls are like, all right, that's a pretty good team, whatever. Would you like to know the Lakers starting five? All oh, the Lakers starting five? It would probably yeah. be Johnson. Yeah, uh, so Magic. James Worthy. Yeah. Uh, either Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Wilt Chamberlain. Kareem. Um... Uh, I would – Kobe's probably in there. Kobe's your shooting guard. Um, and then who's your small no, I, forward? Who's my forward? Yeah, because they – Probably they, be um, – Because I'll tell you who it is, and it's going to piss you off because they move him over so he can be on the floor. The only one that comes to mind is Byron Scott, but that's not – that can't be Shaq. Right. Well, okay, well, if you're going so, by height, then sure. So, so but, here's the thing. When you play against the Lakers and you try to drive the lane, you're driving against Shaq and Kareem. So you don't drive the lane. <laughs> you don't shoot from within seven feet. But how does that work? You have two tall guys like near the basket. Literally, you can't score on the Lakers. You can't. You I literally mean, can't. Like, like, all you can do is hit threes. That's all you I can mean, do. Like, I mean, the, it's, the it's, only way you can beat them is having Isaiah Thomas shooting all day. And as good as they are, do you know the, the the team that's actually the best is the Celtics because the Celtics are Bob Cousy at point guard, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, <laughs> um, Bill Russell, and uh, I forgot who the Bird. oh and uh, uh, Reggie Lewis. No, 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 someone else from the '80s teams. D. Johnson. Um, Danny Ainge. So oh, they, really? But here's the thing: <laughs> with Larry on the floor with Bill Russell. You can't. They they just. Who do you defend in that scenario? Like you have to double team one guy. So you double team Larry, then Bill Russell's open all day. Well, like, I'd rather double on Russell than Bird because the only thing you have for Bird is who, who could drive. But but here's shoot. the thing. But here's the thing. If you double team on Russell on the outside and leave Bird open for mid range jumpers, guess what? 
bird hits all day. This is a stunning Wait. conversation for everyone who's listening. So I, I think it's, I think it's, I oh, fuck it. Let's keep going. Um, who else is a fun super lineup that like shot? Oh, the other one that's also not fair to play against is Houston. Can you even think of why? Well, between cream, between Elijah Wan. Okay, there's the first one. Um, and maybe Drexler. Okay, so there's your there's your there's your shooting guard. And then you have um. Screw the um, point guard and screw the and screw the small forward. Uh, think of the power forward and the center. Well, you already got the center. You got Elijah Wan. So who's right. your power forward? It's the Houston Rockets all time. I was gonna say, is it? Um, why is his name escaping me? Isn't he? Isn't he like now a commentator? Um, Kessel, Castle. Okay, no. so here's here's how here's here's why it's not fair to play Houston on their starting th- their starting forward court is Yao Ming. Hakeem, oh, I always forget him. Yeah. Yao Ming, Hakeem, and uh, Dikembe. When did Kimpe play for Houston? When they had the Twin Towers, when they won the title in 94 and 95, remember? Oh, that's right. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's like shooting on a wall. It it's, is. It's all it is. All right, folks, that's enough fun for today. We're talking, we've been talking sports. We'll be back next week, talk more politics. And uh, we know we could have gotten into the healthcare thing, but realistically, folks, it's depressing as hell. And you know that they're just screwing poor people out of healthcare. Like, we could have spent an hour telling you about that, but realistically, do you need us to? Vote, go out, be active. Don't necessarily vote Democrat or Republican. Vote for the candidate that shares your ideals. I think AJ and I can at least agree on that. And more importantly, learn, read, be informed. This is an important time to know what's actually going on. Can we agree on that, AJ? Yeah. Okay. You want to say goodbye to the people or give them any Uh, final thoughts? Bye, people. That was AJ Signary. I have been Nick Serranos. This was the Chicago Podcast Network's Out Front with AJ and Nick. Again, you can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. You can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. Please let us know what you think. And uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We out! Go Cubs. Oh, God damn it! 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. Half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You have been listening to the Chicago Podcast Network.